You are listening to the In Context Podcast. Hello and welcome <laughs> to another episode of the In Context Podcast. Today we have podcast royalty with us. Uh, we have the two cats from the Plumline Podcast. How are you doing, Cat and Cat? Doing okay, thanks. Great yeah, to great. be with you. Thanks great, for having thanks. us on. Sorry, just talking thanks, over thanks there. Thanks for coming on. <clears throat> So the reason I've asked you both on is uh, for so long, being a working class man, uh, being from a, a group that's very unrepresented in the, in, the, in the national church, I've been made it my mission to have my voice heard. And in doing that over the last few years, I've stopped listening to other people's voices. Most of the conferences I went to were like to do with 20 schemes and, and, and working with churches and hard places and, most of the preachers I listen to come from a, a similar background. So what I've been trying to do is become more diverse in the type of people I listen to. And then I found your podcast uh, about a year ago, I think it was, and uh, started listening to it. And I was quite shocked and surprised. It was different to lots of the other podcasts that I'd listened to. It was a refreshing change for a Christian podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who were you? Because until a year ago, I never knew who either of you were. Kat, do you want to go first or shall I go first? <laughs> I'm feeling the pressure after your comments to me earlier. <laughs> we had to do this recently on another podcast where we were we were guests. We're not often guests on other people's podcasts. And I literally gave my life story. <laughs> and then Kat just said, well, I'm married to him and I've got four kids. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so I've told her she's got to be a little bit more interesting. Nice. But um. <laughs> I don't know if she'll, I don't know if she want, do you still want me to go first? Yeah, go on. Go on. Okay. So I'm Kat Senior and I am the elder of the two of us. And um... <laughs> I thought you were going to gonna... <laughs> say something like, I'm the elder of um, a local church. <laughs> no, I'm not an elder. I'm not, I'm, like... and I'm not, I'm not that way inclined either. Um, <laughs> so I'm from Edinburgh, which you can't tell from my accent at all but i'm born and bred in edinburgh um so i am also a fan of 20 schemes and what they're doing and love to see what they're doing in in that great city and um so i was there for the first 18 years of my life and then i went to uni in hull which isn't a million miles from where you are i suppose and um and that's and i that's where i became a christian in my third year at uni um while i was away in france for the year that was when i was 21 I think in 97 and then I came back to Hull for my final year at uni and that's where I met Andrew who's now my husband and we've been married for about 20 years and we've got three kids mm. and um, I was at home being a full-time mum for about 12 years and then started working and then we started the podcaster just a couple of years ago so uh, that's a bit about me you can ask me anything else if you think I've left any big gaps <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that'll do me that's adequate enough for me what about you cat <laughs> yeah well i'm cat within the other cat and i grew up in peterborough and i came to sheffield for uni and that's where i met my husband who's well that's where i met sam who's now my husband to say the way that cat said it and um and we have got four children between the ages of 10 and five or 
yeah, 10 and 5. And I was training to be a teacher and then that lot happened. And so I've been at home with them. Um, that was sort of like the choice. The choice we made was that I'd stay at home. And yeah, then we, Kat and I decided to start the podcast, as she said, a couple of years ago. And you said all the things that we wanted to hear which I don't know whether you've actually thought those or just did it deliberately. But what we wanted to hear was that we, part of the reason that we started it was that we, both of us love podcasts and we, well, we love podcasts. We love listening to things and we both really love reading. And we, we just found that every, every one of those categories was dominated by Americans and Kat absolutely loves Americans. So it was. <laughs> and you do as well. I'm growing to love the Americans. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, and as much as that's really great, you know, and there's loads to learn from them. And there's, there's some stuff that is just cross-cultural by nature of what it is. But there's so much that isn't. And I think we just, we just felt like often the conversations that Kat and I would have often in my kitchen when Kat would come and see me and we'd, I should say kitchen, sorry, not kitchen. We, we would end up talking a lot about, did you listen to that episode? Yeah, I did listen to it. I didn't really think that bit applied to our church or our our setting or the way that we do things and then we'd often kind of spend time talking about how we did think it applied and and stuff like that so that was kind of where the the podcast came from really and um we spent a lot of time faffing around and going back and forwards we spent we spent too much time really thinking about what to call it and we came up with some pretty amazing suggestions and settled ultimately on the plumb line so um so yeah that's kind of where we're at was that all right Kat was that that, that was long, brilliant yeah that long enough really good yeah thanks okay well what I like about it is you might you might hate each other in real life but it comes across <laughs> on the podcast that you're actually good friends and uh you don't take yourself seriously although you do talk about a number of serious issues it is it's often tongue-in-cheek if I dare say a few innuendos every now and again and giggles when we shouldn't be giggling. And <laughs> and I love that. It's my, my kind of like immature humour. And uh, I've met loads of middle-class people in my life prior to becoming a Christian. And some of their banter is hilarious. Some of their banter is absolutely brutal. Yet the middle-class Christians I meet in the church setting, are complete, it's like a whole new culture that I've not been exposed to until... I became a Christian and a, a lot of the media, uh, a lot of the podcasts, even in person, a lot of people, have, there's like a big wall up. People don't tell a joke. They don't mock themselves. Uh, they hate dark humour. They hate my humour. <laughs> and and often, yeah, I, I, I feel, sometimes I feel a bit stunted and I always feel like I'm upsetting people when I crack a joke and people look at me confused when I tell jokes. Uh, yet your podcast is completely different, so... What separates you from the rest of middle-class Christianity? And godliness. <laughs> yeah, sanctification. Poor yeah. sanctification. A lack of the fruits of the spirit is probably the answer to that. We are we are 
we are really good friends and um we we this we're not just... best friends though just to make that clear oh i as, I, as I made the mistake <laughs> of saying of being too slow to answer the question is cat your best friend and now she's holding that against me forevermore um she probably is my best friend she's certainly my best friend at the moment hmm. <laughs> she, she just she just can't help but caveat yeah. <laughs> like to keep my options open <laughs> Just in case someone better comes a better along. friend comes along. So we, we are we are really good friends and we like we agree on loads, but we don't agree on absolutely everything, I don't think. Or or the way we come at things is quite different and our backgrounds are quite different. So I am quite posh. <laughs> There's no avoiding that, is the cat. No. So no. my day has been quite hard because we've heard today that the John Lewis in Sheffield is going to close down. <laughs> Yeah. So you're, um, you know, this is quite a hard day for me. To, so you, I'll try not to get too upset about it on the podcast. <laughs> but that tells you quite a lot about what you need to know about what things are important to me. But um, we, we didn't want our podcast to be too earnest. Mm. And we didn't want, we're not, we're not authorities on anything. We are just two friends talking. And that, I mean, that is something that we did hear on a lot of the podcasts that we hear. People aren't setting out necessarily to be experts on things. And if you want an expert podcast, I mean, you, you, you'll know this as well. You know, if you want to listen to a Bible study podcast, there are those to listen to or whatever. We weren't trying to be that. And we listened quite recently to our first ever episode where we, we talked about how we wanted to just sort of press record on our conversations. And we've, that's, that's what we've just kept doing, really, talking about the things that we think are interesting that affect us. Maybe sometimes the things that other people aren't talking about or that people aren't talking about in the church. Um, I think humour in the church is, yeah, I think people do sort of like dance around each other a bit, working out like, will the joke fly or not? Will somebody get it or not? And you sort of try and work it out. Sometimes it can be quite surprising how how funny some people can be or where the humour lands. Um, I mean, Kat and I both became Christians a bit later, like not super late, but we didn't grow up in sort of standard Christian homes. My parents became Christians when I was a teenager. So I didn't grow up in really in church culture or anything like that, or, you know, having the Bible read to me or anything like that. My dad is, um, a very, is very funny and quite rude and, um, a bit borderline sometimes and he's a bit quick with the one-liners he'd be the mm. first to say that and um, and I think and becoming a Christian you know he's you know he's still him but he, you know, he became a didn't become a Christian until he's 40s so I mean he's taught me everything I know really about <laughs> always <laughs> trying to make a joke out of things and yeah. actually he did he did listen to uh, our early episodes he does listen and he did he did text me once and say not everything has to be a joke, you know, <laughs> which was a good reminder because some yeah. of our episodes are quite serious. But mm. um, if we do too many like that, then people do sort of say, oh, when, when are we getting one with just you two kind of taking the mick out of mm. each other a bit, <laughs> laughing at me and my Scotch egg habit and things. Loads, loads of people say, don't they, that like the, their, their favourite episodes are the ones where it feels like they're just sitting talking with us. And like even a couple of people have said, um that sometimes they start talking forgetting that <laughs> we're not actually there which is possibly worrying but yeah but that like that's really nice um and that's kind of what we want like we don't want 
we want people to just have a conversation and start a conversation themselves, not really like look to us for any validation of the way they feel or anything like that. But I think from, from the word go, from when I first got to know Kat, like we've just, I think we've just kind of got each other in, haven't we, in a way. And I remember, can I tell the first joke that you ever told me, Kat? I can't remember what it is. Well, it wasn't really a joke. It it was more just a funny, funny comment. Um, But it was a bit of an inappropriate time. (laughs) But it's just really funny. It was during communion. So at our church, (laughs) always always a great way to start. (laughs) At our church, when you take communion, you get up from the pews, you walk down the, the aisle and then you have the bread and wine, then you walk back round. And Kat and I were sat at the back of church. So it must have been like when my babies were really little because I was sat at the back in case I had to run out to crash or something. And you were sitting with me and we were just watching, you know, it's like a really special moment, isn't it? Watching everyone go for communion. You know, it's like a really, a really nice moment watching, you know, the gathered body all go for communion. Reverence. Reverence. Like reverence and awe and... Yeah. You know, you're looking around and you're praying for people. <laughs> and Contemplating then Kat... sin. And... Exactly. And like the washing, the washing of the, being washed in the blood and yeah. and all of that. And then Kat just turns to me and she was like watching everyone. She was just like, it's like March of the Gilets in here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was a moment where I just thought, I really like you. <laughs> Because you think you don't like gilets as well. Yeah. Do you have I... gilets in Middlesbrough? Yeah, but we call them gillettes. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Do, yeah. do you own one? Do I look like the type of man to own a gillette? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> presume. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Just I, I made that comment when I was at Keswick, and I got hounded off Twitter for making that. I mentioned the the sea of grey hair and gillettes, and then for <laughs> some reason I offended a few people. But yeah, well, I've maybe just offended. Well, cats offended <laughs> everyone at our church. Yeah. <laughs> and I I can't remember that you made one comment about Bowden at one point, cat. And I I really wish I could remember it because I remember. I'm glad, you, the, I'm glad you can't remember at the time just. <laughs> We're just hemorrhaging listeners as we go. <laughs> no. Our Bowden sponsorship has now gone out of the window. <laughs> what else did we have? So I've, I've listened to a, uh, an episode last week, which uh, does, gave me the impression that one of the, one of you is, is a bit, bit fierier than the other one. And... Uh, no. <laughs> So, so it made me think t- you should have a bit of accountability, really, as women doing podcasts. Maybe as your husbands or vicars should at least like edit your your, your podcasts. What do you think, Cat Whiffin? I'll refer you to a recent episode of The Plum Line <laughs> entitled The One About Who's in Charge. <laughs> Yeah, I found that funny, but seriously, do you get pushback? Oh, I'm glad you found it funny. That was <laughs> that was definitely the point. <laughs> Laugh at the women. 
that's what we're going for. Yeah. But it, for me, it's it's strange because our church wouldn't exist in our the majority, if not all, of the ministries, apart from preaching and, and Bible teaching, is is dominated by women. And uh, we 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 know the need for women, the skills uh, in evangelism, in <coughs> Bible teaching, and other women teaching Sorry. women. We live in a matriarchal society where some households, some estates are up to sixty percent women only households, uh, single parents and things like that. So yeah, to, to hear that people are still getting pushback in the church for, for using their gifts, not just on podcasts, but there seems to be, it's the fashion at the moment to, to be promoting women's work. I'm like, well, why hasn't that been done? Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm actually really glad that you've qualified the question Yeah, because when I initially saw it written down, when you sent it, I was a bit like, Annoyed. What? What, is, what do you mean? The church, our church, wouldn't exist without women. And yeah. I was like, as in, because women birth the people that are in it. Is that what you? Mean? <laughs> so now that I understand the question a bit more, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, back off a bit. Now I'm joking. What I meant, but, Kat, was if it wasn't for Eve dragging Adam into sin, then we wouldn't need the church. We'd yes, quite. Yes. <laughs> Right, this is where my people-pleasing and peacemaking skills will come into their own. That won't be able to handle this level. I won't of... be able to handle this level of um, conflict and tension, so I will just try and deflect everything now. Um, what? Oh, I've forgotten what the question was now. Oh, pushback. yeah, sort of pushback. Yeah, yeah, so we have we have had a bit of pushback. Um, I, th I think... Um, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily that we're always, <laughs> we, we don't necessarily podcast out of our gifts, I would say. <laughs> we podcast out of our weakness sometimes. But um, yeah, we've, we've had little bits of pushback here and there. There's been one particular, there's been a couple of episodes that, um, one episode that I think there was a few people who took a bit of exception to it. I think thought it was just perhaps a bit immature and a bit unwise. And I had a couple of conversations with two like personal friends who both felt they needed to talk to me about it so I was a bit I don't really like conflict at all but I was a bit braced for that and I got why they want why they did it but we we Kat and I talked about it and and we we, we were ha we were happy with it and I think this is the thing about where something is you know where it comes down to preference so people might not like your sense of humor or they might think it's even a bit near the knuckle or they they don't quite get it like I can live with that that's okay but we weren't we weren't being slanderous and we weren't being heretical and we weren't being like we weren't being dodgy or filthy or anything we were just we were just fooling around with somebody that we were trying to sort of work out why they do what they do on their podcast mm. and then we had another we had another incident with something that got said that was a bit um inaccurate and that, um do you not want to talk about that <laughs> um there was something in one episode that was a bit more theological right and um and so as a result we we like it wasn't really bad but it, it our, our one of our ministers felt able to message us about it hmm. and we slightly jokingly live in fear of emails from him from then on but I don't think that's a totally bad thing mm -hmm. and we I think we're always thinking a bit like you know our mums listen to this or 
you know our ministers listen to this you know we do we do have a bit of a, a bit of a platform i mean it's a very modest platform but my husband will say to me you know you, you know people are listening to it so you do have to sort of think about what you say hmm. and i think that's that's quite right but we don't ask permission for what to talk about we don't sort of send our ministers a schedule of guests and things and say do you think this is okay and it and it never occurred to us to ask them if it, we would be all right to do a podcast at all you know it's not the church podcast it's just us doing a podcast yeah and i think just to just to slightly clarify when our minister got in touch with us yeah it was it was it was completely for, for a completely valid reason it wasn't yeah. it wasn't him being oversensitive or or anything you know no, or heavy-handed or anything yeah it was completely valid and and I think if that conversation and that particular issue had been said in a growth group or a bible study or anything I think he would have done exactly the same thing so yeah and um yeah so so that was made maybe less of a it, that, that wasn't about us being women trying to do this that was just yeah. about something that was clumsily said I think and could have been said by anybody mm. and actually happened, wasn't said by us it was said by the people that we had on was it wasn't it so yeah um, so um so yeah and that's kind of water under the bridge but you have to expect a bit of um I think if you put yourself out there as maybe as you as you've maybe found you know you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay you just have, have to but it's good to keep thinking about what you're doing and why you're doing it and um are you still doing what you set out to do kind of thing like have you have you found that in terms of you know because obviously you're trying to be you're trying to do something really different from what lots of like your ministries are so different from lots of people's so and you're definitely not you don't withhold back from like hold back from taking taking the banter to the middle classes yeah, yeah and, I, and i think it's motivation isn't it so my motivation is isn't to hurt people but it's to tell the truth so if i've said something out of order on reflection that maybe was harsh or unwise then that's one thing, but the most of the times I'm, I'm, people are complaining to me is because I've said the truth, and that's what I find the most upsetting. Because I think, hang on, you've pulled me up on a fact that I've mentioned. Usually, mm. that the poor and the working class are being overlooked in a certain area, whatever ever area that may be. You're offended about that, but I've said something quite rude and close to the knuckle, and you've missed that. So, if somebody, I, I often say things that I regret out of impulse things that i think that thinks funny that's really inappropriate but yeah i find it tough sometimes that people take me to task for telling the truth and or will say i've got a chip on my shoulder which i do have i'm, I'm aware of that but often it's it, they miss the things that i have a chip on the shoulder about and they're just upset about me pointing out a fact that our people group are overlooked and the church needs to truth. work a little bit harder yeah and i think that definitely resonates when like when you start to talk about women's roles in churches where theologically like they tend to be conservative <clears throat> or orthodox or whatever you want to call it um and i think 
I think what's really difficult about that is that you can be, you know, like the chip on your shoulder is on your shoulder, but you're the one leading the ministry. Mm. Whereas when women have a chip on their shoulder, it's like, oh, it's her again, kind of, you know, saying the same old thing. And I, and I think that that can be really difficult because you do get, you can, you can feel like you've got that reputation and, and sometimes you can just feel, yeah, I suppose, what am I trying to say? It just, it just makes you feel a bit, um, no, I don't know. I don't really know. What, like shut down before you've even really started? Well, like. If people like kind of see you coming and go, oh, here we go again. Yeah, you know, like, there's, so there's a reason why it's really easy to take the mick out of women's ministries, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, even the other day when Kat and I were preparing for a podcast where we did a quick fire with some ministers, like, the, the butt of the joke was women's ministry, like, nearly every time. And it was funny. You know, it's funny. It's funny because it is true. It's the conversation that nobody wants to keep having. And yet it's the conversation Especially that keeps us. coming up. Especially us. Yeah. Um so I think, yeah, I, I I don't I don't feel like we've had pushback for doing what we're doing, really, at all. I I don't I don't. And I think, you know, Kat and I have said in well, in fact it might be the podcast that's due to come out. We've said in the podcast that we're we both approach so many of these things from a place of real privilege because we haven't experienced church life as it can be for some others. You know, we've we've experienced church life with really open-handed ministers mm-hmm. who don't get it right all the time. You know, don't get me wrong; it's not it's obviously not perfect, and there there is a way to go on some things. But we we have yeah open-handed ministers who are always open to listening. So, yeah, I don't feel like when we talk about pushback, it's problematic Mm. at all, really. But for me, you you mentioned the the chip on the shoulder. I'm aware that lots of people have chips on the shoulder, but there's genuinely a reason why, isn't there? And that instead of just like thinking you've got a chip on the shoulder and, and, and saying, tell me why do you feel that way? If, if people actually try to find out why you've got a chip on the shoulder, then they might see past uh, your attitude and see the problem that they're part of or causing and uh, and be able to help. And I think that's by having the chip on my own shoulder and knowing the frustration of people not seeing that, I think it's helped me to, to listen to others. So it's helped me in my ministry. And mm. so basically what I'm saying is if you want to be good at in a ministry, you should have a chip on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really appreciated the episode that you did which I think was actually one of the earlier ones that you did where you said that like, you know, that you go in, you went into this ministry with a chip on your shoulder, Mm. like, you know, that, and you're aware of it. And you could see that the path that that led you on was looking at other people and judging them because they are choosing an easier thing or, um, you know, it's, it's sort of like, it's, it's really easy to brush aside church in hard places because it's really hard and I think I really appreciated that even though you are doing that hard work that you acknowledged like 
it's still it still comes with a cost of sin even though that looks quite different you know that will look really different for you than it will for the you know the person in the leafy suburbs of Sheffield for example um so yeah I think I think I've I've really appreciated your honesty and and the honesty of others on the podcast when you've talked about that and I think that's been the problem isn't it that, that I think a lot of podcasts that I've listened to prior to yourselves and and more recently uh, so, some other people like Me- 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 Mes McConnell you just get what you see with Mes McConnell and uh, I think the, the honesty I think is what's appreciated more than ever often the theology that's shared or the books that's shared is is looking at uh, I can't think of the word it's it's not a, it's not a reality it's it's this is Oh, yes, abstract. Abstract, yeah. Whereas with, with yours, you every day, every episode, you seem to have a, a real issue and trying to to relate to that, whether that is raising children uh, who, who, who have special educational needs, or whether you, you're speaking to somebody who who who's got an illness, or or it's just struggling in life. It's 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 practical, isn't it? It's helpful to the everyday listener rather than the boffin who's just like once twenty minutes. I don't know. I, I did a list. I did a, a little tweet the other day about uh, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> it just oh, reminded yeah. me of, do you know where they're in the bar? And you've got that boffin who's reciting a load of uh, knowledge that he's just read from a book. And then uh, Matt Damon comes in and just destroys him with actual knowledge and, and, and points it out. And I think a lot of the stuff that we have is, is just f- for knowledge's sake, which doesn't really help me I'm not really interested in but when I'm hearing real life stories about how the word of God and uh, can impact my life that is what's helpful and I think what's missing in most podcasts that's what I am um, that's what I'm really enjoying about your podcast because my um the way my brain works I I do struggle to concentrate and take in lots of sort of theology like a, like a sort of theology bible study-ish podcast and i you know i try but I, d- I find it really hard and so listening to practical um sort of worked out lived stories of people applying scripture and applying their theology to the way that they live i i find really inspiring and i'm i'm much more likely to remember a story mm. and even a, a scripture that is mentioned within that than i am to just remember some rambling theological kind of monologue from somebody uh, you know I sort of think oh that's uh, brainy but then I can't then I can't remember anything about it whereas um listen like listening to you guys talk and you know some of the things that Nathan was saying the other day about coming to be a ministry trainee up in a in a smaller church and the opportunities that that's afforded him and why that's been so much of a such a good thing um for him for his um like ministry and and opportunities to serve and to grow and to be pushed out of his comfort zone and stuff i just thought was such a persuasive and um attractive prospect Mm. more more than um than i you know i've just i've had such a sort of sheltered life really like you know ministry trainee programs i just think of as um 
you know, like a sort of, it's like a sort of Christian gap year in a really big church where you can often end up just pushing chairs around and a little bit of sort of training how to do a kind of a few talks and things. But whereas he was talking about getting to do a bit of everything where he is with you. And um, yeah, that was just great to listen to. And then Steve and Neil and Sam and the, the churches where they're working and you're you're talking about the challenges but you know it's not it's not all some big hard luck story either it's 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 so hopeful and you're also passionate about applying the gospel in the lives that you have whereas someone who's grown up in a very sort of privileged way like me I mean I'm from Edinburgh but if you know I wasn't bumping into mares on a daily basis put it that way where I was um you know it often can feel like how how would the how would the gospel even permeate some of those bits hmm. of town or those people that you know i grew up you know scared of and um you know scared when you get on the bus and and like and warned like against that. like warned and against people warned like that against you? And, yeah and you you sort of you know you sort of it's a bit of urban myth isn't it around um what the other people are like kind of thing and actually be you know what becoming a christian you know, we'll have so much more in common, you and me, Ian, mm. because we're Christians than, say, somebody who doesn't, who, who lives kind of down the road from me here, mm. who's as middle class as I am. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I bet I bet we I bet we'd have some great chats and a good laugh as well. But because, you know, the gospel is what will bring you together. And I remember being at Word Alive one year um, like the first and last time we could afford to go children still talk about it and um and mez was there and i i was too scared to talk to him i really wanted to but i was just too scared because i was so sort of like an inverted chip on my shoulder <laughs> i was sort of embarrassed of my how i sounded and what i was wearing and i thought he would just look me up and down and, and you know was and it the I, red trousers cap? I wasn't wearing my red trousers on that occasion, actually. But I did. I spoke to one of the other guys from Twenty Schemes, and he was just—it was just really good talking to him. But um, was that big Stevie, the big Barley lad, was he? No, he wasn't. He—he he only had one. He only had the use of one of his arms. Right. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but we—he would—he was converted not that long ago. Mm. I think he was from London originally, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. And yeah. he'd been homeless and he'd been living in churchyards and things like that. And um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was it was fine. And it was really we had a really lovely conversation. <laughs> well, that, that, that's what I'm wanting to do with, with this podcast as, as well is obviously you both weren't my initial target audience when I set off to do it. But it's really nice that you noticed us. Uh, so what what do you think alerted you to our presence in the, in the first place? That you were giving away a Just Eat voucher. That was what did it for me. <laughs> that was what piqued my interest. <laughs> that you were funny. That you were funny on Twitter. So I immediately thought Christians being funny, not taking themselves too seriously. But men in men in church ministry, church leadership being funny. That immediately got my interest. I'm a sucker yeah. for a funny northern man. I've married one. So, um, you know, that's definitely in like in my uh, sort of criteria of life. Yeah. And um, and when you started citing 20 schemes and things like that, who I've just got a lot of respect for, I was really interested. And to be honest, you know, the, the sorts of churches that we've been in, I mean, not not specifically our church, but sometimes I feel like I've had it up to here with um, listening to you sort of, you know, 
rent a vicar vicar factory kind of oak hill chino mm. you know had a job gone into ministry or come out of uni been a ministry trainee gone into being in, into ministry um i yeah now I'm going to wish that you'll edit this out now because then I really will lose everybody. But I just want to hear from hear from somebody yeah. different. It's just different. It's, it's, just it's just hearing different stories, isn't it? And yeah. and I think what we you know what we don't have is you want like your recent episode with that was it the ex rugby playing guy who's oh Will Savory uh, Will yeah. yeah like that conversation was it it was you Will and someone else wasn't it Nathan. who was Nathan yeah like your what you did in that podcast was talked about how your past experiences have prepared you for life in ministry mm-hmm. and by by past experiences we're not talking about how did my time at uni influence my now ministry to students we're talking about you being you know you being on like the doors and and being part of like rugby, I thought, and I thought you're, you were so insightful to point out the difference between rugby in different places and what that means. But I think, but just, I think just to hear the way that the gospel applies to, to situations and to people's life stories that we don't, we don't hear that. We don't come across that, you know, our growth groups where we, the idea is that we apply the Bible to our lives. You know, we we sort of like it can start to feel sometimes like we're just now repeating the same things. And in fact, I was just talking to a friend this morning at the school drop off, and she was saying exactly the same thing that like we've been sort of saying the same things, but we're not seeing any change in it. Mm. And and that's not to say those things are wrong, you know, at all. I think that's probably more a it, it's more of a a commentary on our our own lives and our own walk with our own walks with God. Mm. And I think the challenge there is first and foremost to us and not to not to our church leaders or anything, but. It's you mean just, to kind of keep it dynamic it's, and it, changing. Well, why why is why are we having to ask the same application questions to ourselves and give the same answers? That's not because the questions and answers are wrong, is it? That's because since the last time I asked myself this question, I haven't done anything and nothing's changed. Yeah. Um so but having said that, you know, there's there's just a place to be hearing about how God works and moves amongst people groups that we that we aren't a part of and I think that's what in context that's that's what's interesting for me is to hear about what's what is life like in churches where it just looks so radically different and and you know and what I kind of love about it though is that when it boils down to it it's the same sort of the same things you know it's yeah. it's being it's coming together around food mm. and you, you know like I loved I've loved the way that Will described how like they put food on people just come because it's free you know I love that <laughs> and whereas at our church it's like you we, we can't do stuff for free because people like really panic about not paying yeah. so <laughs> it's so that so there are differences but you know it all it all comes down really to to relationships and 
the this the good stuff that God has given that's good for you and it's good everywhere and so it, it's sort of um it's refreshing but also comforting that you know the good the good news of the gospel has to be relevant to every people in every place in every time and in context I think just gives us a little encouragement that it is um so, and yeah. I'm hoping that because what we're trying to show is that do you know what we are there's there's some massive differences but there's also some huge similarities yeah and what you're speaking of there is the same sadness that I have that our church has just got predominantly working class people in when we're called to be a diverse church so we aren't looking to have uh, working class churches we're looking to have diverse churches diverse with churches. working class and middle class people sat in the pews but also in the pulpit like you said we want to have working class men and women trained up for gospel ministry yeah. in the same way but using their life experience whether it we, we bring gifts don't we whether that's learned at uni or whether it's worked in a nightclub or, or mm. on a street and for me it's encouraging to to see that you're seeing these similarities but also noticing that the differences i was talking to a a black pastor from america called john on and that is the point we were trying to say is we, we like having colored blindness or just seeing everyone as equal is only positive if we see people as equal as human beings but there's differences as well not everyone's being treated equally there's yeah. not not everyone has equity that the, there's if there's only white pastors preaching the young black boys aren't going to want to grow up to be a preacher because the things uh, subliminally that's not my role mm -hmm. and it's the same for us as working class people so what we want to do is again encourage middle class people to say do you know what it is different it is a little bit tougher in these areas but here's some of the blessings come and mm -hmm. experience some of the blessings because like you said earlier you you'd heard horror stories about going on to certain estates when you were younger you're told to avoid them we're saying come do you know what that is dodgy but if if you live next to the right person you'll be looked after in your car and the house will never ever get touched you won't need a burglar alarm yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so jude, jude yeah. She, she lives next door to a, a couple well the whole street look after her and uh yeah it, it's it's funny how uh community uh is so big around here so a lot of people were struggling with isolation in lockdown Whereas in lockdown, our communities rallied round and there was less isolation, I suppose, than there would have been in, in normal times. So there is benefits to being in like two kinds of communities, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great. Uh, again, I'm not trying to like fish for comment. I feel like I've just got your on to say in context podcasts really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were supposed to be talking about your podcast, but... <laughs> One of the reasons why I'm glad this is, is you've seen the the benefits of what we're trying to do is because I've seen the benefits of what you do. So we 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 train some of our our, our converts and, and and ministry trainees by we we do sermon feed forwards where I'll share what I'm going to preach on. They'll look at the passage. It'll help me with illustrations and applications, and then afterwards we'll give them a Bible study to. To, to do a Bible teach from and then we will watch other preachers from a working class and a middle class context and one day we, we showed Mez he was preaching and everyone was sat there eagerly scribbling and writing notes and then we put on CJ Mahaney 
And straight as soon as he came onto the stage, everyone just went oh, and started doodling. <laughs> and at the end, I said, why did you switch off? And they went, well, did you see the size of his collars? <laughs> so the, he hadn't even spoken that switched off because they didn't like his collars on his, on his shirt. So our people are equally as dismissive of other cultures as they're feeling that they're being dismissed. But also a lot of us feel like we're the only people in the world with problems who, who, who know suffering and struggle. So this is why I love your podcast and I'm making it a must for, for our new trainees and, and uh, our interns coming across to show them, look, we aren't the only victims in life. We aren't the only people who suffer. This is what other people are going through. And having an education and having money doesn't exempt you from struggling in a world that's fallen. So, yeah, I think that's what I want to, uh, yeah, encourage you with is I think you're presenting a picture that isn't just middle class and, and, and helpful to your context, but it's also helpful to people in our context. Yeah. Well, we never, we never set out to, I, I, I mean, I don't think it was even a consideration, was it, Kat, that about, you know, cultures and contexts I, and, you know, to our shame, really, you know, to, to our own um, disadvantage. It's not, it's not something that like we've ever really thought about. And I think, it, you know, maybe sadly, we've talked about um, speaking to people from the 20, from 20 schemes and um, that other guy can't remember his name now. There was one, there was one other guy who we talked, who we had a bit of interaction with on Twitter. Um, and I, and I suppose, you know, maybe initially those things were seen, they were seen as like potential guests because it was, it was interesting to us rather than, rather than thinking that our own podcast could be utilized or used in that way. So we, and Kat and I have said before that there have been blessings from podcasting and from doing our podcast that we hadn't ever anticipated that we never, we never knew would, um, would come from it. And I like hearing you say that is, is definitely one of those things, you know, it's, that's never something that we set out to do, but, um, but, but yeah, that's, that's a real, that's really, that's really great to hear. So, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for, for saying it hmm. and for sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I, I appreciate your time. I've just had a text off my wife saying, can I say hello before you go? So. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, yeah. unless you've got anything else to share uh cat senior is there anything you'd like to share before we go no i don't think so i'm sorry my internet's just been cutting out so I, you, you've kept freezing and i feel like i've missed all that last bit <laughs> thanks so much for having us on we've just we've just really appreciated it i just feel we've got we've got a lot to learn and i think we've uh, Oh, she's cutting in and kind out. of thing and oh. we've, we're now we're kind of coming up for air and we, we we're looking at how we live out our faith and how we you know dangle the plumb line of God's word against the things that we're interested in and the things that are going on around us and the things that we see people talking about and um and so we're just going to keep doing that in 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 just how we are and I think probably just not think too much about why it is how it is we just otherwise you will it'll start to not really sound like it's us, but um, yeah, no, we, we, we really appreciate what you're doing. And um, I look forward to dropping in when we're up, 
up your way on the way to Edinburgh. <laughs> nice one, definitely, by all means. Yeah. Pop in, I'll, I'll, I'll treat you to a palm or... I'd love that. She'll, she'll buy a tracksuit just for the uh, for the occasion. Steady on, steady on. I might... uh, uh, just as long as you've got a staffy, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, you'll be all right. <laughs> at the at the very least, she'll leave her gilet in the uh, car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both for joining me on the Ink on Text podcast, and uh, I'll be putting links to your podcast on here as well. Uh, but thanks again. I'll speak to you both soon. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye. Yeah.